You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Do-do-do-do. Hey, guys. Jamie Migdal. I'm your host on this episode of Pets Mean Business on the most wonderful Pet Life Radio Network. And, well, I don't know. What's going on? We are talking about, uh, let's see, today we're talking about pets. What, isn't that what we do? That is what we do. We talk about pets and we talk about all of the cool things that people do around pets in terms of the business aspect, in terms of the revenue aspect. The reason that this show exists is simply because this is a really big industry. We're talking $60 billion uh, that we think that the consumer spend will be this year, 2015. And part of that, there are people behind all of those dollars. I mean, people that, you know, there's the obvious people, right? They're the people who are doing big brands, big products, you know, national chains of pet service organizations. But then there's other people, there are the, I always think of them as the unspoken heroes of the pet industry who are making a living or who are raising revenue, who are, or who are creating revenue for their organization, who are you would never actually hear about in any meaningful way today, maybe later. But they're just there and they're doing this incredible stuff and their commitment to the industry is just, it is exceptional. And so this show has been, I think, a place for us to really focus on, on what that really is and who those people are and how we go about how we go about really appreciating them and bringing all of this to light. And the reason is because it's very possible that you sitting there listening right now to our show, you're thinking that, hey, you know what? I want to be a part of that industry. I have an idea for a product or I really don't like my job and I really think I would like to work with cats or, you know, I've got a horse and I've always thought about maybe doing something special with him to help kids or maybe you already are running a rescue or maybe you already have a chain of stores or you're a groomer opening up your first shop. I can go on as you see. The point that I'm trying to make here is that, you know, there is so much opportunity and there are people really who are just innovating and inventing and just totally making a go at it. And my guest today is no different. My job for you guys is that I want to make sure that you know that there is a way where there's a will, there's a way. Truly where there's a will, there's a way. If you have an idea, if you have a dream, I really encourage you to pursue it, to seek out experts, seek out people who will support you because this industry, it just doesn't stop innovating. And again, my guest today is really a great example of that. So when we get back from break, I'm going to introduce you to someone who I think is just incredibly cool. I met her at a trade show in, I don't even know where we were, Nashville, a couple of months ago. Um, Her name is Dr. Julie Busby, and she is a veterinarian, and she has developed a product called Dr. Busby's Toe Grips for Dogs. Let me say that again, Dr. Busby's Toe Grips for Dogs. Yes. If you're sitting there wondering right now, what the heck is Jamie talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Do you have an old dog? If you do, if you have an older dog, then you know for sure what I'm talking about because you know how your older dogs slide all over the floor? This in- innovative, incredible visionary of a veterinarian came up with an incredible solution to help your dogs in that exact situation, which quite honestly, and she will talk to you about this, talk to us about this. It's a really big problem for a lot of pet owners and certainly for a lot of dogs. So I'm excited. You should be excited because she's really cool, by the way. I actually met her and I'm going to say this and she, she when she comes on the air, she's going to be super embarrassed that I bring this up. I met her her because, or maybe she won't be embarrassed, she was at this conference with her kids. 
She was at a pet conference with her kids. And for me, I'm a mom. I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever because she's just, just that person. She's innovative. She's a good mom. She's a business person. She's a veterinarian. I cannot say enough about her. So when we get back from break, we're going to talk with Dr. Busby, learn about her incredible product. But more importantly, or as importantly, let's talk to Dr. Busby and find out what makes her tick and find out where her entrepreneurship seed started to sprout and grow. So on that note, I'm Jamie Migdal. I'm your host on Pets Mean Business, and I'm so excited to come back after the break to talk to my wonderful guest, Dr. Julie Busby. We'll be right back. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Yay, you're back with me. You're back with me because I know you're on the edge of your seat. (laughs) You want to know what are toe grips for dogs and who is this Julie Busby that you're raving about, Jamie? So here we go. Julie Busby, welcome to Pets Mean Business. Thank you so much, Jamie. I am so excited to talk with you today. Yay, I'm so glad that you're here. You know, did, I'm sure you heard me at the top talking about how I met you, not because of anything pet related. I met you because you were a mom and I thought that was really cool that you had your kids at, um, I think we were at Blog Paws. I thought that was really cool that you brought your kids along. And what a great role model you are for your kids that you're, you know, doing something you love and, and within that you're innovating and you're creating opportunities and creating, you're driving revenue. I mean, this is a really, this is a really cool part of the pet industry. Well, really any industry that you have people coming from all different backgrounds doing cool things. Tell me, you know, when we talked, it was kind of fast and, you know, I was taken with you right away and your product because I am a senior dog lover and I've always had senior dogs and I thought that, you know, I've had the same problem with my dogs to which you've created a solution. How did you, like, what happened that you woke up one day and you're like, hey, I'm a veterinarian, I want to make things better or did someone come to you asking you to solve a problem? I know you get this question all the time, but I think that we really want to understand how this came to be? I love this question because it just gives me goosebumps to talk about how this product came to life. As a veterinarian, I practice what I call integrative medicine, integrating the best of Western medicine, medications, and standard treatments along with alternative care. I'm certified by the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society and the American Veterinary Chiropractic Association. So this tends to bring into my world a lot of senior pets with mobility challenges. So through these variety of of treatments and just all that integrative medicine has to offer, I felt like we were doing a decent job managing pain and managing Mm -hmm. mobility, but I could never address the problem of slipping, which really is a common problem in in this day and age for our senior dogs who lose the ability to compensate as they age. So this was a constant frustration for me, and the moms and dads of these dogs would bring them in for their appointments and say, you know, my dog went home, and the next day after your adjustment, wiped out on the floor, and I really think undid everything that you 
you did. Mm. And I would see this, you know, even mm. at the office, unfortunately, vet office floors have to be disinfectable. So they're, they're slick, dogs struggle there. So I knew exactly what they were talking about. Sure. And all I really had to offer were runners, yoga mats, throw rugs, and, and that was the solution that I could offer. And, and frankly, they work really well when the dog is on the runners, but my patients inevitably would want to go off and lie on the cold, hard floor and have to get up off the floors. So that was always running in the background for years. And December of 2011, at our hospital's open house, a client and friend whose dog I had done acupuncture on came up to me with his 15-year-old dog, and he had come up with the idea of devices on the dog's toenails. And he said to me, look what I did for Morgan. And I joke, I said, he had me at hello, because that's all he had to say. (laughs) I looked down and thought, oh my heavens, why have we never thought about traction from the standpoint of the toenails? That's the dog's natural mechanism for traction. They'll flex their paws, engage the nails, and they act like soccer cleats into earth and terrain, but hard nails can't get any grip on hard floor. So that was really the beginning of it. And Todd was very gracious to say, Julie, I'm not going to do anything with this idea. He's a brilliant inventor who has his own projects. And he said, if you feel like you can help dogs with it, you know, go for it. I want you to get this out there. So that was really the, I started using some early prototypes and started developing the product on my own patients. And the results were so dramatic. I'm talking life changing. There were times where owners were in tears because their dogs were. I would, I would imagine, I would imagine that that was, I mean, you have this chill moment that I'm sure when you put these, do we call them devices? What do you, how do we refer to these? Do we call them tools? Do we call them product? How do I, I want to make sure I stay consistent with how you refer to the product. Well, honestly, I struggle with how to refer to the product in okay. the veterinary world. They're, they would be classified as assistive devices for dogs. That would be okay. kind of in the in the, the veterinary rehab world. Yeah, I just but call the them toe grips. World, what do you want to call them? <laughs> just toe grips? Okay, we'll call them. Yeah. Anyway, it needs to be part of the lexicon. Let's just go for toe grips. I think that that is perfectly reasonable. Very entrepreneurial of you to just call them toe grips. So I would imagine that that must have really, if you had any doubt about whether this was going to be a product that had any marketability or had any was going to get any traction. I would imagine that when you saw the owners of these particular dogs, your test dogs, I suppose, when you saw their response, I mean, that had to just absolutely just create such a, that must have created so much ambition and motivation for you. The very first dog that I put them on was a dog that I had worked on for a few years. And this dog was on, I mean, just a boatload of medication. I did chiropractic and acupuncture and trim the dog's toenails every three weeks. So I knew this dog well, but this dog had had a knee surgery years prior that had not healed properly. There had been a re-injury. And so every time the dog stepped, that hind right leg would just torque grotesquely Mm -hmm. out to the right. So she was the very first dog that we put them on. Her name was Hope. And she's really the reason that we exist because in my driveway, we put on toe grips Although, you know, there was the early prototype version and she got up and walked away about 75 to 80% sounder. I mean, in terms of using her legs so much better and with a smile on her face. And I looked at my husband and said, we have to make these available for other dogs because I knew that there was nothing else like this on the market. And I also, I just thought we have got, there's so much potential here to improve these dogs' lives. And, And that, of course, improves the lives of the people that love them because they worry about their dogs that are slipping and struggling. So... It was a little seed dream, and as a for your other your entrepreneurial audience, I told my husband also at that moment. I said, 
And I think we can do this. We can get this product launched for about $2,000. <laughs> so I laugh because it's been a very exciting and thrilling and challenging road and uh, you know, so much more than I could ever have dreamed of. But to look back and see that our vision has become reality is just one of the most exciting things of my life. How far from the $2,000 mark for startup costs were you? How far off? Yeah, how far off were you or how, or how accurate was that? It was very far from accurate because what I, yeah, so what I hadn't accounted for was legal fees. So that was one of our biggest expenses, but we really have, and I would also like to just say this by way of encouragement, we've been jury rigged for the first couple years of our life. I bartered with clients for Mm -hmm. things that they could do for me. Uh, For example, the copywriting of our website, graphic design, and friends and family pitched in at times for our first big trade show. We had 23 people from all over our county helping to get us ready to go to the trade show. So it was really for us kind of a modern day barn raising. And it was a lot, like many fold more expensive than I predicted, but it was worth every penny. So obviously, because you're here and you're doing it and your passion is just, it's just everything you say, it just laced, it drips with this this passion and this belief in your product and what you're creating. And it's cool because obviously this is a non-surgical intervention and obviously no pharmaceuticals needed for this product as well. So that's from an alternative veterinary perspective that even makes this product just even more true to your heart and more just really a, an extension of your own belief system. Yes? Absolutely. And I like to say that it's part of the multimodal approach to pain and mobility management, meaning I'm not trying to replace the non-inflammatory, but I love that it's a biomechanic solution to a biomechanic problem. And, And there was, like I said, my main competition is throw rugs. So it's interesting because you are a veterinarian. I mean, you are a graduate of Kansas State University College of Veterinary Medicine. You graduated as a traditional veterinarian practicing um, using, obviously, pharmaceuticals and surgical methods of treatment and everything else. But And that's a whole other conversation of what took you down the road of alternative therapies and multiple modalities and all of these amazing things that are happening in the veterinary world right now. But I do think it's cool that because, you know, you could have come up with a solution and maybe it could have been something that was more um, that had deeper level of intervention, but yet you didn't, right? Because it's just so much, there's such an alignment um, with who you are that this product, and I, I don't know if maybe that's what I'm hearing or that's what I'm seeing, but I think when people really aligned, when there's a spiritual, intellectual, experiential alignment with what they're doing, um, whether it's product, service, uh, nonprofit, what have you, it's just a much, I think it's a much more successful endeavor, number one, but I think that the messaging around it and the work that goes into it takes on a lighter, kind of a, a lighter feel because it's like you're doing it because be doing it. Does that make sense? That, you know, I think, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, I mean, I'll just throw this out there too. Way before toe grips came on my radar, my passion was dog toenails. So I would joke with my clients, Michelle <laughs> Obama has childhood obesity. I have dog toenails. Like it's a humble platform to seek expertise in, but that was really what my passion was because it's such a simple way to powerfully change a dog's gait and posture. And so that's, that was my, my vision. And so toe grips came into my life and it, and it just naturally worked in that area, which I already was passionate about. And I love how you were talking about in the intro to the show for other people who are interested in becoming entrepreneurs or pursuing a dream, branching off into what they already love and are passionate about and are visionary about. I, I think that makes all the difference. 
It really does, Julie. I think that's a, a, an excellent point. Um, you know, as we're sitting here talking, I'm realizing that we haven't given out we haven't given out any information, so people can come check this out. So, if you're on your mobile device, you're sitting in front of your computer. Please, as you're listening to Julie talk about everything, it's toegrips.com. T-O-E grips.com. Which, by the way, how psyched were you that you got that domain name? Honestly, that was a factor in why we named the product what we did. We brainstormed about. 200 names and I knew that we needed something short and with no you know underscores and so I was really I thought that was a good good name and loved that I could get all of the supporting names in you know social media and domain name to to go along with it. So before we go to break, which we're going to do in a second here, let me just go ahead and provide to everybody um, all of the different things you just described. So Facebook is just the facebook.com with a backslash of toe grips. Your Twitter, however, is your name, which is at the at sign, um, Dr. D-R Busby, B-U-S, B-U-S. I just did a, did you hear what I just did? I did an onomatopoeia. Dr. D-R-B-U-Z-B-Y. That's your Twitter handle. Um, if you're looking to link in with Dr. Busby, because you think that she sounds incredible and you think that she would be a good uh, a good person to connect with and and help you or or maybe her product is someone some you want to connect with her on a LinkedIn type of environment you can find her LinkedIn which is just Julie Busby B-U-Z-B-Y-D-V-M and then once you get into toegrips.com there's videos and there's reviews and there's lots of cool things which we'll also put links to on the Pets Mean Business website page why am I using all these words website page who am I these are words I don't know why I'm struggling the internet pages all right you know what I'm saying these are the places you go on the on the internet to find these things and I just gave you all the places to find it so on that note before I make a fool of my any further i'm gonna take a break julie we will come back in a couple moments and talk more about you and your whole world of veterinary medicine as it relates to entrepreneurship we'll be right back guys do you know that moment when your dirty dog's about to jump in your nice clean car you can avoid all the cleanup and mess with a 4k9 seat cover 4K9s makes heavy-duty seat covers and cargo liners that will blend seamlessly with the interior of your vehicle. You can find us at 4K9s.com, that's the number 4, K-N-I-N-E-S.com, or on Amazon.com. 4K9s makes nothing but the best for your best friend. It's designerpetsweaters.com, hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We are back. 
Jamie Migdahl. I'm your host on Pets Mean Business. We're so happy to have you here listening. And if you've been paying attention, which I think you have because you've been listening, then you know that we're talking to a fabulous veterinarian, innovator, inventioner, inventor, <laughs> inventioner, inventor, Dr. Julie Busby. Julie is the name and face behind a wonderful product called Toe Grips. And if you haven't already, please visit Julie's website at toegrips.com and you can check out this incredible product. It helps, uh, listen, it helps dogs have a quality of life. And I, uh, and does so in a non-pharmacological and non-surgical way. And it's pretty incredible, the product itself. And you, you can learn about it by checking it out. We've talked about it some, but I think, Julie, what I'd like to do now and have this conversation, working mom to working mom. We are a, we are a special bunch, aren't we? We are. And I just <laughs> think it, I think it would be appropriate to share that it's challenging. I don't know how it is for you, but I find it to be a challenge. And daily, I have to remind myself of my priorities as a quote unquote working mom. So how many, let's talk about your family size in general. Can you share, what does your family look like? What's it made up of? How many kids? Where do you live? Kind of what's your day to day look like outside of being a business owner? I live in Beaufort, South Carolina, which is beautiful by the coastal and just love living here. I started out my career as a veterinarian, owned my own practice, and I didn't want any children and didn't like children. And my husband and I had hashed through that and we were good with it. And at some point along the way, God completely changed my heart. And I now have eight children. Oh, oh yes. wait a minute. Wait, wait, oh, wait. <laughs> Did you? What? I think if I knew that, I've obviously forgotten about this. And now that I'm hearing this, I'm sure that you guys listening are also having that same response. You have eight children. I do. You met the oldest and the youngest. So they range from one to 13. There's a set of twins in there. Okay. I just want to say that at this point, I'd like to just end the conversation. I need to go um, get some water and take a few <laughs> deep breaths. I am I am hyperventilating for you. I am I'm your hyperventilating proxy. This is incredible. So you have eight kids, one to 13, and you started this business. Were you at all eight kids when you started this or were you still on your way of creating the last couple? Oh, I think I was at six and a half, maybe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you went through. So let me get this straight then, Julie. You went through two, basically three pregnancies while you were innovating for this product. Um, let's see. Or so three births, I guess. Maybe, wait, no, go ahead. Two. Well, go ahead. I got to do the got to do the math here. Definitely one pregnancy. Um, 11, one pregnancy. One pre so you went through starting the business, which is, I think, in many ways, the most difficult and challenging part. And you did that while you were pregnant. Now, granted, you were a veteran pregnant person. I only have one child. So for me, that was, you know, that's all I knew of my one pregnancy. So you knew what to expect, I assume. But that, how did you handle the exhaustion and the demands from the other seven children? And how did you go about making space in your life to pursue this dream? How did you, what, what were some, can you give us some ideas of, I mean, I'd love to hear some tips. That's, that's kind of where I'm going with this. What do you do to make this happen? Well, as any entrepreneur will testify to, birthing a business is much like going through a pregnancy and delivering a child. So I like to really say I have nine children at this point and Count Toe Grips is one of them. You know, I never intended to own a pet product business. It's the craziest. I had a full plate and I was very content with my plate. But when this product came to my into my life, I was so compelled to make it available that I didn't really consider any other options. I just jumped in with both feet. So I think 
living on passion, you know, when you are passionate about what you're doing, you really don't have time to worry about the logistics. You just do what you love, follow your heart. And I think there's an energy that's kind of generated around that to where people help you. And so that's one tip, I think, especially as women, we like to do everything ourselves and people offer help Mm -hmm. and we say, no, no, I got it. But I'm blessed with an amazing husband, amazing clients, amazing friends who jump in and support my craziness. And really, I couldn't do that without them. And and our family is really grounded in our faith. And so I honestly have to give God all the credit for keeping me alive, let alone thriving on a day-to-day basis. And then a little personal tip. This is a small little nitty-gritty. What I asked for my birthday shortly after all this happened, I asked my husband for a four by eight whiteboard on our bedroom wall. So we had to okay. take, we had to <laughs> I'm take sorry, down. that just sounds funny. All right, go ahead. Well we uh. had to take down our nice, beautiful, you know, coastal portrait paintings. And you can get shower board at Lowe's for ten dollars. So for ten dollars you get this beautiful big four by eight piece of shower board. You can trim it out all for less than fifty dollars. So that was really like I said, this is just a little practical tip. I'll be sleeping or trying to sleep and I can just jump up and grab my my dry erase marker and jot down some ideas so that's just an organizational <laughs> tip i'm sorry hold on hold on so you're saying that you actually have a whiteboard in the bedroom so you can conduct business right there i just think that's hilarious well, i mean that, I, that is I, seriously you win the award congratulations you seriously win the award for the most committed to your business out of anyone I, i've ever talked to wait so okay so he's obviously like way on board that he was cool with bringing a whiteboard into the into the bedroom <laughs> well you know like it's, you know it's 1 a.m you have this great idea and then I, it would affect my sleep because i thought oh you know i i what if i forget this by the morning so this really solved a lot of problems for me well the reason I'm laughing, Julie, is because most people would pick up their, you know, their Android or iPhone <laughs> and make a quick note on Evernote or even like, you know, if you're not going to go that way, you know, a notebook next to the bed. But no, not Julie. You went for the frigging giant whiteboard. Okay, you definitely are my favorite person today without question. So, okay, let's talk about the kiddos. So here we have the eight children. How are you? Do you have a nanny? Do you have, um, are they in like lots of programs? Like what, how do you manage the time delegation? So I'm really struggling with this, just to be honest. But we do have a young girl who's engaged. And so this is a time in her life where she's available, getting ready to transition into her next exciting phase of life. So she's been with us for over a year and is so critical in just helping our day flow. She's with us. Is she there all day long? Like nine to five, Monday through Friday. So full time. Okay, great. Yep. And so she's huge. And again, back to that, get help. And I feel like I've adopted her as another daughter. I mean, she's not a quote unquote employee. She's a part of our family. Well, listen, why not? You know, listen, if you, at this point, you might as well just, if they're there and they're good, you might as well bring them into the fold, right? You might as well make it. I mean, this, this is clearly not an issue for you. So she's a part of your family. She is, I mean, of course, because that's what good child care providers are. They are really a part of your family. And I think for the relationship to be successful, you need to have that attitude without question. So go ahead. I want to hear more about this. Go ahead. So, but the kids are really fairly involved in the business. My 13-year-old went with us to our very first trade show. And this is one of my favorite stories about toe grips. So she was 11 at the time and we launched the product at the NAVC, which is the biggest veterinary conference I think in the world. And we had gone there specifically with the goal of attracting a U.S. distributor 
we want it to be distributed by MWI Veterinary Supply. But I think the odds of a fairly, well, really a very new company attracting the attention of one of the biggest, if not the biggest veterinary distributors in the country and getting them to pick us up as a vendor. I, I mean, I think that was, the odds were astronomically stacked against us. We had a beautiful booth. I took a lot of friends from work who had volunteered to come along for the trip. So we had this great booth. We were actually, this was our first show. We were named in one of the top, as one of the top five best booths of the show. And at some point during the show, I was off doing CE classes. So I was actually listening to veterinary lectures and all the other adults in the booth, which there were seven of us total, were talking to other people. And there was two guys that came up in suits and were kind of standing on the periphery. And my bold little daughter goes up to one of them and says, hello, sir, would you like to hear about toe grips? And so (laughs) she proceeds to give him our little pitch, which I had never taught her or shown her. She had just kind of picked it up and just was there being a part of the family business. And he says to her, you go over and tell that to the gentleman standing over there, the other guy in the suit. So she does. And it happened to be that he was very high management in MWI. And through that conversation, he called me later that year and said, I met your daughter at the NAVC. My job is to be on the trade show floor and to look for new businesses and check in with our existing companies. And I've got to tell you, that was the best trade show pitch I've ever heard. And we would like to do business with you. Oh, my gosh, Julie. That's just incredible. I just got the chills, by the way. I literally, I know you can't, I literally have the chills right now. That's an incredible story for so many reasons. I mean, I I know you already see them. I'm preaching to the choir, but this point that you said that she was never trained on your daughter, meaning your daughter was never trained on this. She wasn't instructed to do this. This wasn't some sort of, this wasn't a strategy that she just very organically was able to speak to the product and that love and that passion just, just shone on through her and, and that that was translated to a corporate executive. I mean, that's, that is a very powerful example of, of true entrepreneurship. Honestly, it really, it really is like those things don't just happen. Those things are created through, a whole series of very meaningful background activities. I love that story. That might be my favorite. We'll put that in the top five favorite podcast stories I've heard on this show. That's really, I have a daughter. So I'm, my perspective on that example or that story is really very unique or very relevant, I suppose. And, you know, I, as a working mom myself, running multiple companies and involved in multiple activities uh, within the industry, I struggle with that too, right? You and I, I have one child, you have eight. So while the struggles are different, but at core, they're the same. And I wonder how, Sadie, my daughter, is taking all of this in. You know, she looks at um, anytime she sees anything with one of my companies, it's called Fetch Find. And anytime she sees our little Fetchy logo, we have our mascot is this little dog named Fetchy, and he's this little orange and white cute character. And she, you know, will be anywhere and, and she'll point it out if she sees her dad wearing a t shirt or she sees it on the back of my computer. Oh, hi, Fetchy. And I just feel like that is such, I need that to happen because it's something that she recognizes as uh, a part of our family, you know, and that's like that. That, as a working parent, where, you know, you hear so many stories of these um, kind of antiquated, these antiquated stories about, yeah, my dad would go to work all day, or my mom would go to work all day, and I had no idea what they did. And when I was 24, I finally figured out that they did these things. Like, they were in a different space right now. I think that everyone's in a different space. I think working parents is a whole different conversation now. But as an entrepreneur, and it happens to be in this really kind of passion-based industry, I think that that is, it's a very powerful thing to happen. And it's so changing 
enriching the experience for kids and working parents. And I think you are doing that. I think I am doing that. I think a lot of our colleagues are doing that. And that's really a, a very meaningful conversation to have, you know, outside of all of the innovation and all of the products and all the industry speak. I mean, we're parenting and we're raising the next generation of entrepreneurs and business people and leaders and that we're doing that in such a meaningful way. You and I, I'm going to totally throw myself in on that. I don't care. We're doing it and it's it's obvious too when you see things like what your daughter did at that trade show. It's so powerful. Do you, I assume you agree with 100% with what I'm saying. I do. And it's just... Kind of <laughs> I assume you agree with me. I just assume you agree with me, but I shouldn't have assumed. Do you agree with me? I guess it's a better question. No, I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, I owned a veterinary hospital for eight years. And I, I just remember that feeling of, wow, I call it what you want to call it. But I, in my heart, I'm a part-time mom because I'm in this building 65 hours a week. And that's just not working for what I want in my life right now. And right. so I had to be, and, and I'm not judging anyone. I know we're all in different walks of life, different goals, different visions. But for me, that was not who I wanted to be. That's not the legacy I wanted to leave my kids. And so we were very intentional about selling our practice to a classmate of mine. So I was very blessed to leave my patients and clients in good hands. But the beauty of this quote unquote new life that has evolved is that it is centered around our family. It happens based in the home. And so we are all a part of it. And, and yes, it's one thing I didn't tell you is that we homeschool our kids. And so they are getting the entrepreneurial like 101. I mean, I hope by the time they get to college, they have really a degree in entrepreneurship just by living it and being at trade shows and watching our company grow. And I, I think that's a really a great way to for all of us to invest in the next generation. Thank you for saying all that. And uh, good for you for your, I mean, not even good for you. I don't know what to say to you, Julie. I mean, what the heck? Eight kids, entrepreneur, veterinarian, continuing your education in the veterinary sciences to move into the alternative, uh, what do you call alternative what do you call this? Alternative world? Alternative treatment? How do you describe that, by the way? I feel like I never understood how to say that. So you move from traditional veterinary medicine to alternative veterinary medicine. Is that how you say this? Or integration? Yeah, integrative? That's, a, that's appropriate. I like integrative because that means you're pulling still from, from Western as well as the complementary therapies, you know, the alternative. All right. So you went from, I mean, listen, you're so accomplished and you're you're so amazing. And I don't think that word I know is thrown around and people say you should not, we shouldn't use that word anymore because like that pen is amazing or that, you know, that book is amazing or that glass of water tastes amazing. That's all right. But this is, I think I am comfortable using the word amazing when I'm, I'm referring to you. You're a veterinarian who continued to grow your career. You started your entrepreneurship career as a veterinary practice owner, which meant you had to have all of those same struggles in a bricks and mortar environment. Then you uh, became a parent eight times over uh, uh, you're obviously in a committed, healthy, wonderful marriage, thriving marriage, and now you have this wonderful new product that is going to impact the lives of thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of pets worldwide. And again, I know we focused a lot today on on talking about you personally, but that's really the story. Your product is amazing, and I, I'm you know giving out. We gave some great stuff. We gave some great information about that, and people will check out all of the social media and website and learn more. It's a no-brainer product for people to purchase and for people to learn more about. Out. I am a senior dog lover, like I said myself, and my dogs are a little bit younger now, but I've, I've lived with and cared for 15, 16, 17-year-old dogs many, many, many years in my life, and I wish I would have known about that. I wish this was around back then because it would have been a staple in my house. So my point is, 
you're incredible. <laughs> you're amazing. I feel so grateful that you were comfortable to talk not only about your product and your background as a professional, but also as your life and how you integrate all of those things into being a mom and a wife and, a, and a, just a good person in the community. So Julie, thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I knew you were special the minute I saw you at that trade show and I just truly feel like uh, like it's that's been proven to me a thousand percent over tenfold, millionfold. I just think you're freaking awesome. So thank you for being my guest. (laughs) Thank you for your kind words. I mean, I honestly, I just want people to know that we just all share the same struggles. I don't feel amazing. I'm just blessed with this path that I walk in. All of us have our paths. And I think, yeah, go team. I think we can all just go, go team. (laughs) Yeah, go team. That's all I've got to say. So thank you for your kind words. I don't feel deserving. But I just want to encourage everybody that I think it's not going to be, you know, your path or it's not going to be my path. But I think everybody listening has a path of blessing that they can find and just walk on. And I, I just want to encourage people. I hope to know that you don't have to be a superstar. You just have to be you, passionate about whatever it is that you do and you know. And I think that's going to shine. And on top of that, I will add take the time to reach out to people. You will, you, people want to help you. People want to create opportunities for each other. People want to give information. To that note, I always leave my email on whenever I, uh, during each show, jamie at petliferadio.com. Please reach out to me. if you. I can hook you up with so many people. I know so many folks. There's so much going on in this industry. I feel like I have my finger on the pulse. So if you're thinking about something or you're investigating uh, making a career change or whatever it is, I am definitely a good person to talk to because as you can see if you've been listening you know that i have like these incredible guests who are doing all these incredible things so if you are looking to change your path if you want something if you're following something reach out to people believe in yourself it's awesome the pet industry is waiting for you thank you so much for joining me today on pets mean business on pet life radio network i will see you guys next time let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com